0: You are about to enter a great adventure. This is Strutting From Gorilla. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Strutting From Gorilla. I am Mikey Cash, and with me as always in the A-hole chair, Big Vito. Good to see you again, my man.
1: What's going on, Mikey Cash? We're ready to rock and roll today, or
0: what? Dude, we are ready to rock. We actually have a lot to talk about. So I today's episode, we're going to be breaking down the WrestleMania press conference, which I think had everybody buzzing. We're going to be talking about big business from AEW in Boston, which Big Vito and myself are, are hopeful to get to uh, in a couple of weeks. And we're also going to touch on a pretty... Baffling decision by TNA to fire Scott Demore after the guy basically resurrected the company. So that's pretty much what we got on the docket for you guys. Vito, anything you want to add today?
1: You know, I'll just say with the Scott Demore thing, it's like nothing is as positive as death taxes and wrestling just screwing shit up every now and then. You know what I mean? It like just always happens. I, I don't understand it. I felt like they were like on the rise, like they were the the hot. A hot promotion outside of of wwe and i don't know i just
0: i just wanted to point that out that's true i mean if, if it's you know i feel like we could just touch on this now i mean we don't have yeah. to give too much time but you know scott demore I, I think we talked about this i think of a couple episodes ago and i and i've i've been tweeting it out as much as i can and and you know me i'm not really much of a tweeter but the, it's amazing that the company fired somebody who was just such a staunch foundation for that company. This guy was working so diligently to try to get TNA kind of back to some of the glory days that it had. And the the man has an unbelievable ability to build relationships in the wrestling world. So it's really kind of baffling to me that they would take out somebody like that. I mean, look at who look who was TNA not working with at one point. It was everybody. And everybody enjoyed working with them. So I I really don't understand from their point of view why they would do it. Now, I did see some reports that I guess something that led to the decision was he tried to buy the company outright, just actually offered to to buy money. He even had a backer and they essentially turned it down and then fired him. So I I don't know if this was kind of a retaliation move or what, but...
1: Yeah, I I also read something uh, not... Not along those lines, but it was more of he was really pushing to spend more money because they were building momentum after mm-hmm. bringing, you know, um, a woman Ziggler? wrestler. What's that? Ziggler. Well, bringing Ziggler, but also bringing, um, uh, was it Jordy Grace? Well, Jordan it, Grace into 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 uh, uh, WWE the Royal Rumble like oh the yeah yeah was yeah. out there. Yeah. And he's like, listen, this is our time. We need to spend more money. And this is how we're going to ascend in the rankings. And they were like, no, we're not doing it. We're actually trying to cut money and blah, 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 blah. And that's kind of what I feel ultimately led to his his demise, which doesn't make any sense. It's just, it, it's stupid. I, I, I'll never understand it, Mikey.
0: Yeah, I, I get it. I, I don't really understand it either, but I guess it's just wrestling being wrestling uh it seems like from social media people are really having a tough time with it in the locker room at TNA so i really worry about kind of an uprising because of what what's going on with him because it it seems like he just was such a heart and soul for them that now with him gone it's a real deflator of them yeah
1: does does he go to TNA now i feel like it could be a good fit for him i mean does he go to TNA does he go to A and A AEW a, 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 now um you know it could be a good fit for him because i feel like tony khan we talk about it all the time just doesn't have the the wrestling business prowess that everyone else has uh, he's more mm. of a fan and maybe if you add him he could put some direction into this a little bit um i don't know i i for me it would be kind of interesting if they did that i think it would be a good fit for aew
0: yeah, I mean, I think it could. I, I I mean, I really don't know where this guy's going to end up. M- maybe he'll end up back in TNA at some point, just yeah. in a different capacity. Who knows? Because th- maybe the blowback will be so bad that they'll need to bring him back. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But I felt like it was a big enough story that we couldn't really just have an episode and not talk about it. Because I, I really do like TNA. And, and I, I never know. thought I would find myself saying that if you talked to me back in 2010 to 2012.
1: Hey, listen, you know, my feeling, I think I we were out at a, a bar one day and I said, Hey man, you need to check out TNA. Mm-hmm. It was good stuff. And you were like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I, know.
0: I know I messed up. I, I, it was a mistake and I've rectified it now.
1: Well, it they went through periods, it was good, like really good when Jeff Jarrett started it. And then, you know, it kind of went downhill. Um, after a while i think right basically around the time hulk hogan and bischoff came in mm-hmm. and then it's taken a while to to build back up but they've, they've they've gotten to a point where they're probably the number three promotion in the yeah. u.s and you know i feel like they had a shot where they could overtake aw they just i don't think they have the the, the backing the money backing that uh that uh tony khan has so and that's clear obviously
0: <laughs> right, right. So more to come on that, but you know, sorry, sorry to Scott Tomore. Condolences for that. That's a, it's just such a bummer move. It is. So, well, let's let's move on to. Should we move on to some business? Perhaps should we move on to some big business coming to Boston? Sure. So Tony Khan's big announcement, which, I mean as far as big announcements go, this was one of the bigger ones that he's had, but in in the
1: words of the famous mango, I think we've quoted him like three episodes in a row, but you know, if every big announcement is not a big announcement, there's no big announcements. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think really what he did was he threw out this graphic up there that said big business. And I didn't really notice it at first, but then on social media, people were zooming in at the bottom of the graphic and it had, the boston like you see here in in our headline and as, as soon as that happened it's like he's already given it away he kind of knows hey if you come to this show there's going to be someone there who is kind of a boss and it's going to be sasha or mercedes monet so i'm i'm pumped i really want to go and yeah
1: i know we were looking at tickets and um yeah. you know if it wasn't for ticketmaster which we could go on a whole tirade or i could at least Mm-hmm. About Ticketmaster, we probably would have been there sitting, sitting pretty, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um. But we're we're still working on it, so hopefully we'll be there. And uh, yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? Uh, I, I just want this Sasha thing or Monet uh, uh thing to be over right like mercedes monet thing to be over like i i just want her to come back like at this point the build-up has been so big Mm -hmm. it's going to be a letdown and i just want (laughs) her to come back my concern though is like let's say she does come back to AEW. i just hope they know what they're doing over there because they have not had a proven track record of Mm -hmm. giving women wrestling uh a shot like Britt baker hottest thing going they had and now it's like dead like you don't even see her and um so i i i really do hope they they are able to capitalize on having her there um that's that's the only thing i hope i mean you if you brought her back to wwe right now their women's division is so hot she could go in a million different directions Mm -hmm. um but in aew not not the same Um, We talk about it all the time. But, uh, you know, it would still be great to have her back, um, coming back in kind of her her home city, right? Um, So, and I know you'd be really excited. Uh, She might get the biggest pop from Mikey Cash at the show.
0: She definitely will. I have been such a staunch Mercedes fan for a long time. And, you know, speaking on something you said, Vito, she's lost a lot of momentum because she had that injury last year. She was yeah. in the New Japan Strong tournament with Willow Nightingale, and that match is phenomenal. People should go back and watch it. They they air it for free now on YouTube, and it when she breaks her ankle, it's like it's just so deflating because you could tell they were going to give her the title, and she was probably going to have some sort of run and maybe help establish New Japan in America here, and and that sort of the strong promotion that they got going on, but now it's just been a ton of speculation i mean she breaks her ankle she ends up showing up at all in in london and like we thought maybe something'll come of that and then months and months have passed and nothing ever happened so uh, i'm really interested to see what they do with her once she's in this kind of this women's division which i will say as someone listen you know i've been pretty critical of the, of AEW and how they book the women's division but i will give credit where it's due in the last like couple of months i've noticed some improvement in the way they're presenting the women i think how it took this fucking long but there has been some movement there they're clearly hearing a lot of that criticism and maybe it's coming from the locker room itself where the women are saying hey we need a fucking shot here you're not really giving us much to work with so I mean the the stories with Chris Statlander and Willow Nightingale and Stokely Hathaway. I, I don't know if you watched any of the stuff on Dynamite, but Stokely Hathaway kind of cracks me up. He's awesome. He's awesome. What did he call Chris Statlander? Thicker than a Snicker? It's just like <laughs> I was dying. I was dying. So he's got really great timing and I, I like the work that they're doing there. Obviously, with Sky Blue and Julia Hart, that's a good storyline going forward. And just as an aside, recently at the Super Bowl, who was there together? It was Bailey. Bailey, Britt Baker, and Mercedes. So I kind of wonder if maybe Britt Baker and Mercedes are going to do something first when she debuts in AEW. Who knows? But all I know is this can, I believe personally that this is going to be a good thing for the women's division. Because you have a WrestleMania main eventer now.
1: Yeah, That's and you know. know what she'll probably get her wish right she wanted to be the star in in wwe and there's Mm -hmm. it's just so polluted with good talent there i think she goes to AEW, and there's a lot more runway right Mm -hmm. like they can focus on her a lot so maybe maybe that is the the aspect or or maybe he's just trying to swerve all of us and it's going to be um Ted DiBiase that comes out uh, as the uh, the surprise in, in
0: Boston. <laughs> or it's going to be Okada. I mean, he is the rainmaker. Or right? Vince, McMahon, rainmaker right? yeah. oh, Vince
1: McMahon, God, right? Vince McMahon, the boss. <laughs>
0: I can't. I can't no, handle it would, that. It
1: wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. There's no way Khan would do that.
0: No, no, not at all. But I, I do wonder who else is going to be there. There's a lot of rumors, speculation. You know how it is. Where Okada might be there, I I didn't know who else might be showing up. I mean, maybe this is the official debut for Will Osprey too, because I know he's just finishing up in New Japan. This is gearing up to be hopefully a big show.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. Hopefully, we can get tickets and we'll we'll be there, um, and then we can give a full report firsthand of I know of, of all the action. Let me ask you another question because I have a feeling this will probably be. Um, related to uh, big business. Uh, how do you feel about uh, uh, Sting and Darby Allen as tag champs? I'm,
0: I think I'm fine with it. I, I I believe that it was probably long overdue, especially because they're trying to bring back these rankings and make them mean something. So the only way to to have it mean anything is you got this – tag team that's been undefeated for like months and months and they haven't had one single title shot yeah you had to do something and i I mean i don't know what this means for like big bill and ricky starks moving away from this but it seems like they just got quickly dethroned and now the bucks are now back within the picture of trying to get those titles so I, i get it because they're that's the 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 matchup for revolution but I kind of just feel bad for those two guys that just got posed.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. You know, I, I kind of look at it too. Like I was listening, there's someone going on a rant on, on, on the interwebs uh, about, you know, wrestlers over 40 having titles and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, for me, I don't really care. Um, I, I just want to see the most intriguing people and the best matchups and stuff that gets me excited and um i think it is a good move because wwe treated sting so poorly and now that you know i feel like aw has done a really good job with him they haven't overexposed him but he's he's been there and they've treated him well and i think it's good for his last last run here and and honestly he's it's probably past his last run if you know what i'm trying to say like it is yeah he could have had a good last run in wwe uh, unfortunately, he got hurt and and everything. But um, I think if if you're gonna do it, I, I think this is the best way to do it. And uh, you know, I I don't give AEW a lot of credit lately, um, but I'll give them credit on how they've treated Sting um, mm-hmm. and and what they've done with them in his in his last run.
0: Yeah, they've put him in a lot of positions, just like you said, to to thrive. And and they're really not trying to, I think, overuse him. To the yeah. point where you see the limitations in the ring. Obviously, it's present. I mean, you can't you can't help it. Even in a limited capacity, you can tell. I mean, he's pretty winded. But what are you going to do? I mean, the guy's in his sixties. I can't expect him to to be hoofing it <laughs> right. like he did thirty years ago. You know, it's the it, it, our expectations right. have to be managed there. However, I am glad that it's heading towards an end. Because I think the longer it goes on, the more you put yourself at risk for something to happen. Whether it's he he messes something up and he hurts somebody, or he hurts himself, I, that's really what I get concerned about. That's my biggest gripe with older wrestlers getting in the ring.
1: Yeah, no, hundred percent. And then I I think the other piece on on AEW that I would I would touch on and and we don't talk about him a lot. Um, mm-hmm. and I know you have like a love hate relationship with this particular individual. But uh, JR, you know, clearly is going through a lot. He's had, like, two different cancer stints, and, um, you know, I just feel bad for the guy. Um, Mm -hmm. I've always been a JR fan, and I think, for me, he's a big piece of wrestling in the last probably four decades, maybe three for sure. And, yeah, I think he's probably past what he needs to be doing. but. I, he still is like the the creme de la creme of commentators, right? He's always been great at it, um, and he reminds me of of wrestling in in my childhood. And I think his time, what we've seen over the last couple of years, is is dwindling. And you just you'd like to see him and stay healthy. I listen to his podcast; I enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. You get a lot of really good, good, good backstories from yeah. wrestling uh and he does a good job with it and uh you know i just i i hope he stays healthy that's mm-hmm. that's really the the key to it all
0: yeah i mean i hope so too i think i don't know what it is about my view on i just like there's there's got to be a time where guys got to say enough is enough and i just i struggle with it and and i don't I don't blame him for wanting to hold on. And maybe part of it's Tony too, where he wants JR to be a part of this because he was part of AEW's sort of like origin. But at some point, it's time to move forward. And it doesn't mean that JR's accomplishments aren't appreciated. At the same time, look at who they have in the booth right now. I think they got a pretty decent commentary with Excalibur and uh, and Tony Skiavone and in uh, taz personally i want to see like a female commentator in there but wwe is guilty of the same thing you know yeah. so but i i'm i'm glad that jr is on the mend i'm glad that the cancer is getting cleared up i, I obviously want him to be okay i just think that his time as an on air commentator is coming to a close and yeah i think okay i think that's to happen
1: I think we could make a whole case about that for multiple people in the wrestling business, right? I don't know what it is, but it's this, like, uh, you never want to let go. I don't know if it's the adrenaline rush or, you know, if you've been doing it for so long. In JR's case, I mean, he lost his wife probably, what, 10 years ago, maybe? I, I'm not sure mm-hmm. when he did and wrestling's been a big part of his life and it's like you have been exactly. doing it for that long it's hard to let go and um i think for him it, he was such a big backstage influence with with the signings i mean you think about the rock you think about stone cold the brock lesnar's the kurt angles like he was involved in a lot of that and the negotiations with them back when wrestling was big in the attitude era so he had a big influence and um yeah you know i think it's hard for him to 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 let go and he's he gets, you get that a trial and rush, but you could case could be made with anybody um, right. that has been in wrestling for that long. So anyways, I don't want to go down a tangent. I just, I want to bring right. that up because you know, we haven't really touched on a W too, too much. And that's a, 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 a big one. Well, you know? and, and I still don't know what's the deal with MJF here.
0: I, I think he's injured. I don't really know what, I'm actually, you know what? I don't know either. (laughs) I was about to try to give some sort of answer, but I really have no idea what's going on with that dude. Is it? This is pro wrestling being pro wrestling, you know, which is, I guess, a good thing. You're questioning: is he actually just injured and off? Is he injured and no longer has a contract? Is he a free agent? There's a lot of speculation about it. I'll tell you what. Quiet. It's and and this is what he did when he was gone last year. Remember that he went completely silent. So. I think that's there's kind of a design here by MJF. I would imagine he has something to do with that. And yeah,
1: you're probably right. I just, you know, you got the guy who's the hottest attraction in arguably not just AEW, but he's up there in all of the wrestling world, which that Mm -hmm. doesn't come. You'd think they would, if he was under contract, you'd have him involved even if he was hurt you know what i mean somehow coming out talking on the microphone doing something i i just i i'm i'm baffled because i mean you could arguably say he was as big as you know some of the stuff that wwe was doing and i think AEW could use that so i again i don't know i i haven't heard anything and um i just am kind of curious i will tell you you know subliminally it has affected the amount of AEW that I watch because I think I, 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 right now it was like the the big thing for me. I enjoyed watching him, and he's gone. And I'm like, okay, I mean, well, dynamite's on. I'll, 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 I'll take a quick peek. But it's mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know that that just that's just what? a ten thousand foot view, you know.
0: That's okay. Uh, you know, in terms of what I'm liking and what I'm not liking from AEW recently, I don't like Undisputed Kingdom. I wish I could say I did. I I after months and months of this group essentially being a comedy act, and now I have to take them seriously, besides the reveal, there's been nothing impactful about what they've done, in my view. Nope. And they're already there's already this sort of budding tension with Wardlow. And I'm thinking, well, you've already done this kind of story. You did it with MJF. And so now we're sort of already recycling it, but now we're recycling it kind of on fast forward. And I don't really like that. And perhaps it's just sort of luck of the draw. I, I Maybe they were banking on Adam Cole, not having like that horrific foot injury that he had, but it's, speaking of using someone who's injured. It kind of deflates the, how effective this group can be because no offense to Matt Taven and, and Mike Bennett, but I mean, those guys, so what they're inconsequential to the group, in my opinion. Yeah. And I, and, and it's, they're really good wrestlers. It's just, it, I feel like it was going to be built around Adam Cole and you needed Cole to be healthy and wrestling. And I feel as though he's the one that can make an impact. And then the other guys sort of of like feed off of that. It was very much like with undisputed era. It was, it was built around Adam Cole and then Roderick strong and Kyle O'Reilly. And I I always forget the last guy's name. Damn it. Damn it. Anyway. But the bottom line is it was built around Adam Cole. And now look at what's going on. I I just, I don't, I kind of feel bad because I really want to like it because I really like Adam Cole. And I do like all the other guys in the group too. It just feels like it's not working.
1: Well, I know. And I, I think, you know, when Adam Cole was a baby face, everybody loved him. Like he was yeah. hot, man. Yeah. He was hot. And I, I just, I don't love the turn. I, I, I don't know if the whole injury to him injury to MJF screwed up that whole storyline. I don't know, but um, it, it, it didn't end very well, and I, I, I'm not liking the turn. It yeah. was a good build-up, and everything was great, but I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens. It, we'll see. Anything else. You, you know? Here's going
0: to be th- – this is my take on it, actually. It, it popped in my head as you were talking, so allow allow me a second, okay? It, All right. The comparison might feel wild, but okay. just bear with me. You, you go. So, you go, girl. I think the reason why this heel turn from Adam Cole is not working – is exactly why the heel turn from, from Stone Cold didn't work all those years ago. Because the hero that they turned on didn't stick around. The reason Austin's didn't work back in 01 is he only had one match with Rock, right, the night after, and then Rock was gone. Yeah. He needed to have that hero there to really establish that heel persona. Because Agreed. then had, they had people to cheer, and then they would have the guy to boo. Because that, that very night after <laughs> WrestleMania 17, they booed the hell out of Stone Cold. Because they were cheering The Rock, but when you take the guy away that you have to cheer, now you kind of just start cheering for him again. Yeah. And so I think in many ways we're seeing a similar principle happening with Adam Cole. If if MJF was still there on TV weekly, and you had Adam Cole there, you would have you would have the opportunity for the crowd to really just start booing the hell out of Adam Cole, and then you would they'd be getting behind MJF, who'd probably be cutting some killer promos on him. I I just think that that's that's the missed opportunity here. And not to say that they—they they obviously didn't do it on purpose. They were not banking on both of them being injured by the time this whole thing played out.
1: Right. No, nope, you're you're spot on, dude. I don't disagree. That's a really good point. I—that's uh, a good point. You know, you're—I didn't even think of that. And you're probably right. You're probably right. But I just—I also think that it's one of those things where, like, Adam Cole was one of the better baby faces you had. I I don't think taking him away and making him a heel was really the best move. Like on Mm -hmm. top of it, even, even if if MJF was still there, I still don't know if I would love it. Right. I just, I don't know that I would. So.
0: Yeah. But a time will tell, hopefully speedy recovery and we can get him back sooner than later.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay.
0: All
1: right. All right i think enough with with this with i know i know covered I what know. we wanted let's get to the the main let's event. get to the
0: mania <laughs> all right so some of the mania at the wrestlemania press conference now i'm sure everyone's already seen this already because i mean who hasn't but i i mean that whole day just started off with a bang you know like there was just so much to take away from this press conference i mean Look how it started off. Just the, just a brief glimpse. Let's just show you how the day started before this press conference even began. The, uh, what's that? T- oh, Cody Crybabies. Yeah. Oh, that's what okay, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Got it. I didn't. So Rock was on Pat McAfee's show earlier in the day, and he's already starting to throw shade. And I don't know about you, Vita, but when I first saw that, I was thinking to myself, all right, so Rock's kind of getting back in the mode. He's getting back in wrestling mode here because he, you know, the, the rest of that video, you guys can go check it out. He starts kind of pulling a promo. He's doing like classic talking about himself in third person, which he doesn't always do anymore. So he was really getting into it and, and really, uh, I think leaning into this Cody crybaby stuff. But what did you think when you first saw that? I thought it was great.
1: Um, right. You know, I'm for the first time in a while, I'm like kind of lost. Um, and I don't know that it's a bad thing mm-hmm. because I don't know if this was the plan all along if it really was supposed to be Roman versus the rock and there was such big outcry that they were like, Nope, we got to change it. Or if, if that really was just the plan, you know, you read all these different things and right. we really don't know. And you know what? I, I guess it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. To quote um, them in. Yeah. I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. But I mean, yeah i liked it i i was confused um at the presser and just had no idea what was going on i'm not sure it answered a lot of questions which i guess maybe that was the the point but it i think it raised more questions um between like okay well now what's seth rollins doing because that kind of is going down a weird path Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um you know i I do want to take a minute to talk about seth rollins as we go forward here like i'm not gonna do it right now but i let's talk about this 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 presser first sure um so you know the rock turns heel and you know does it in a great fashion you see him come out you know everybody's chanting rocky sucks and even when he goes to 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 do the finally he kind of just looks around and you knew you got the feeling Yeah, yeah and what's great about the rock is he gets it you know what mm-hmm. I mean? He gets it. He doesn't have to sit there. And for a guy who's that big of a Hollywood star and get all this money, like he doesn't have to do any of this. And no. I, I appreciate the fact that he does. I just, you know, I think what makes, what made me upset about the the situation was that I actually was looking forward to Roman versus the rock at some point. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I also was very much looking forward to Cody versus Roman. Mm-hmm. And if they had done it, where it was going to be the rock versus Roman at WrestleMania, to me it would have really screwed up both of the the situations because there's not enough build up for the Rock versus Roman mm-hmm. right but it also takes away the storyline that they've been building up for a year and more importantly the guy won the royal rumble what's the point of having the royal rumble if you're not going to let right. them be the main event and 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 so it's great that they're taking that storyline and mm-hmm. using it i just don't know where it goes or how you have either so my i guess My final piece. I'll let you talk here. Is I guess my thinking on this, and again, I could be wrong. Is you know you're going to get like a corporate rock, bloodline rock, um, and he's going to be on Roman Reigns' side, and maybe this is the long build where you know he's on Roman's side, moving into next year, and Mm -hmm. then has turns on him somehow, and then you get finally get your uh, your your rock versus Roman match. That's what I'm I'm guessing, uh, but I don't know.
0: Well, I think you're you're closer than you are further away from what might end up happening. There's you know, on on that part of it, I will say I think you're probably gonna see that bloodline heel rock, like you said. He's gonna be aligned with Roman, which by the way, how quickly did that little bitch just get in line, huh? That was funny. Which is funny. He suddenly turned into Roman Uso, just like sudden, just oh sure, I'm gonna hang back here. You you fight the battle and I'll be right behind you. And he was behind him the rest of the show. The rest of the mm-hmm. press conference, when he's even has the moment with Triple H, yeah. he's the one behind him. And then he has like a little, he says, he talks some little line of shit to Triple H right before he left. <laughs> but it's, it, it, to to speak on that, I think it's going to be really interesting if when, when Rock said long game, this is probably what he's referring to. He's not talking about Cody. And I think people weren't really getting that. He's talking about the long game with him and Roman. And what's happening here is Right now, Roman is Roman Uso, right now, and for the time being it will remain like that. But at some point, Roman is gonna snap. And Roman, I think, is gonna turn face. And this'll be kind of the fun a fun matchup because I think Roman's gonna realize he doesn't need anybody. He doesn't need the bloodline. He doesn't need rock. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't there yeah. isn't anybody. It's just him. He's the one. That's Instead of probably we the ones, more... he's the one. And he'll he probably will,
1: that'll probably be what happens when
0: Cody gets the match. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Rock is going to probably fuck it up somehow, maybe by accident, maybe by design, you know, that all remains to be seen. This is all conjecture. We don't really fucking know, but (laughs) I do think that, that rock may have something to do with him losing or, Will like at least right after that, we'll just start like berating them or something like something's going to happen there where it's going to lead to the eventual split and then the yeah. build. So, uh, I that's that's my take on that piece of it. I want to address a criticism though, of I think it's a, one of the biggest criticisms of this story so far, which is how it started that SmackDown that f- now it's going to be like an infamous SmackDown now where Cody presumably like steps aside because he got counseled by yeah. The Rock. However, when you look at the, how this press conference turned out, Rock's development in his character and him turning into a heel, it explains it right then and there. Like you, You're already getting the explanation, which is, yeah, he was counseling him, but he was manipulating to get Cody out of the way so that he could have Roman. And he underestimated Cody. He thought that, Co- that he was the only one Cody was talking to. And then Cody says in the press conference, I had a lot of conversations. So Rock wasn't the only person he talked to. So he has this moment where Rock is like, "Yeah, I, I'm going to have this main event now, and and Cody will step aside." And then he underestimated Cody. So I think it shows that, you know, one, Rock is a great manipulator, or he thought he was, and and two, that that Cody was never never really said, "I'm not going to fight you." I mean, he's this whole thing was was set up so that we would find out at the press conference, in which. To, to answer the other criticism of did we get any answers you did the main event is set just saying yeah
1: no mike you're you're right on i i agree with you the oracle has spoken let's see um we'll see. but yeah, i i also the other piece of this that we don't talk about is triple h like yeah. he how phenomenal is it that just the Rock and triple h's feud just seemingly never ends
0: yeah like, yeah it hmm. picked right back up like the hatred yeah just,
1: yeah. And I, and I, I love every second of it. The, the, the piece after the con- after the press conference, when, you know, the rock interrupts triple H's, uh, uh, interview was fantastic. And I don't know if that was planned or not. I have to assume it was, but I mean, it was spot on timing and, um, it was just great. And then triple H comes out and just starts mocking the rock on SmackDown. Yeah, which is like perfect. ooh, you know. And so you just wonder, how is that going to translate into some of this here, too? And and, you know, for the first time in, in quite some time, Mikey, it it feels real. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. There's some sort of real feeling about it, which you don't normally get anymore um and it's like i for the first time i was questioning i was like oh is this is this real do they do they not really like each other is there really some tension going on and it's like you don't get that anymore um and it, it's it's great to see
0: maybe rock's a better actor than we give him credit for
1: <laughs> yeah yeah listen I'm a, i you don't need to question on me i mean i think he is a good actor but and maybe triple h is too that's mm-hmm. the thing like and, and and the other piece about Triple H, man, the guy doesn't miss a beat on the microphone. Like he really doesn't. It's refreshing to hear him talk. I don't know what it is.
0: There's something refreshing about him on the microphone. He reminds me, well, Kevin Owens reminds me of Triple H in that he's so good on the mic. He's so natural. It never that's feels I mean. like it never feels like what he's saying is a scripted promo.
1: That's it. That's that's exactly what it is. You're you, you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what it is. And, uh, you know, you almost feel like is Triple H going to lace him up one more time? I mean, I know he's got like a pacemaker and I doubt he's going to. But like, you almost get that feeling, right? Like, yeah,
0: <laughs> you bet he wish he could. Oh, now that, now that rock is. is there and available. It's like, oh, we finally get to do this and now I can't do it. Yeah, it's heartbreaking, right. but it is. What did you think of, like, the style of that press conference? Because I feel like there was a lot of talk about that, and I I felt really, like, I so, don't know, they're kind of taken aback by them trying something new, the way they they did that.
1: Yeah, I thought it was cool. I had no problem with it. Something different. Um, I, what I liked about it, too, is that it wasn't just thrown together. Like, it was clearly planned out. I mean, I'm, I'm going to show this picture because you put it up here. But, like, even the commentators, like, you didn't have, mm-hmm. like – Be people. I mean, you had CM Punk, you had Michael Cole, you had Pat McAfee, and you had Big E. Which it was, it was great to see Big E up there. And they started it off, and even just that segment was great. Like having Punk on there, you just get the feeling like you're almost like, what's he gonna say? What's he gonna say? Like you just don't even know. And even Big E started it off, and he's like, yeah, I'm just here to make sure CM Punk doesn't get fired.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which is even better now that they can make that joke. (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing.
1: And so I thought the style was good. It was a little bit awkward at times Mm -hmm. um, because I don't think they'd done something like this before. Yeah. Um, But ultimately, I I thought it was really cool. And it was only an hour. Probably could have been a half hour realistically, but uh, it was only an hour. They did it right in in NFL uh, Super Bowl time in Las Vegas. And um, I liked that there was a live crowd. It was cool. I thought it was... I thought it was fine. And I don't know if this will work all the time um, because of just the people you had up there. Um, but ultimately I thought it was great. And even the ending when Punk, you know, said something about the rock and the rock's still on stage and kind of hurt him. Like I just thought it was good. Yeah. Overall, it was good, man. There was um, like,
0: Punk on commentary was actually great. Awesome, I forgot man. how good he is. It's there's, awesome. There's one hold on, there's one little clip. I just gotta show it because it's like it's it's like 14 seconds long. Let's just drop it in. Really good point though rock is on the board well yeah. so even i mean so, so cody it. just got slapped by his boss his boss put his hands on him i'm throwing hands yeah but, I'm, but we- I'm whipping everybody's <laughs> I, I don't care who it is <laughs> here's the thing though i thought yeah i thought that that was perfect and it was just such a great almost callback and him just kind of making fun of his own history too like i'm, yeah. I'm punching everybody It doesn't matter
1: yeah no i 100 agree um it was it was awesome and again people were saying things on that commentary team and I'm like ooh is that supposed to be said like ooh mm-hmm. like again it just felt real and I, I I, liked it and I think you brought up the point that you felt you made it seem like they wanted it to be more UFC-esque which um, mm-hmm. I mean again you, you can't really be UFC because you, these guys are entertainers they're almost actors right and it's not a real fight <laughs> like but I like the style it was different it worked for this main event I don't know if it'll work for others but um let me ask you a question though like mm-hmm. you know what are your feelings on 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 Seth Rollins in all of this like he's kind of just taken a back seat in the main event picture and um like what are your thoughts and I'll I'll, I'll tell you mine
0: I think part of what's going on with Seth is I want to say by design cuz I think in he probably knew already what the plan was going to be that it like that was going to be the big the big draw for the event. And I also think that they're trying to hedge their bets a little bit if he's not ready for mania. So why I don't know if it's in their best interest to really put too much behind whatever match he's gonna have because of that. And it's not because I think Seth Rollins isn't great. I I think he absolutely deserves a WrestleMania main event. Mm-hmm. The, the guy has been, like he said, he's a workhorse. He is he is the modern day macho man of our generation. It's the outfits, it's it's his character, it's everything about it. He's that kind of guy. And I think just like Macho Man, he's very underappreciated because you always focused on the Hogan. You always have to focus on the big man, the Roman. So I think um, that's just my kind of view on, on Seth. But I do think we'll have some more answers after Elimination Chamber. Whether or not he's going to be involved in a tag match or not, I don't know if he's even cleared for that, but they are having a men's chamber match. So I think that that's going to be leading to whoever the number one contender is gonna be, which I hope is Drew.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm curious to see how that pans out too. I just I love it started I wanna say it's like Seth Rollins like rise here really started when he faced um Cesaro a few years back. Mm -hmm. i don't know what what happened but something happened at that moment and they put on a great match at wrestlemania and it was like cut short it's like in the middle of the card but like the build-up was great and and seth seth's promos were fantastic but over the last like even his his battles with cody like he has been so good on the microphone everything he does feels extremely authentic and i i don't know if that's by design because he probably does feel the exact way that he's (laughs) saying. like he felt probably the exact way about punk when he was building that which i'm sad that that's not going to happen because yeah it's going to lose a little bit of steam i'm not saying it's still not going to be good when it happens but like punk could just come in people still you know you don't know if you didn't like him or not i think by the time he gets healthy and they do have that main event people you know he may have reconciled everything and and be back to normal but like you know you had this authentic feeling of him he could screw everything up you know what i mean and and he is coming back to wwe and it's not his territory anymore and right. you can feel the hatred with seth in that promo and and we talked about it a few episodes ago and um so i'm i'm a little bit sad that that's not going to happen like right now um and i'm sure they are too but i think on the other side of it what i do love is that you know he's saying everything that most wrestling fans feel like these main eventers coming back or these um, stars coming back and main stealing main events and, and, and all of that. And he's hitting a piece that I think was kind of taboo a lot. Like we all knew it was happening, but nobody Mm -hmm. talked about it. Right. And um, I think it's great. And I think he does feel that way, just like a lot of other people do, you know? And so I think his, his promos are so authentic um, and, and just, just great. Like I think they're awesome and he's backing it up with the work he does in the ring. Like he hasn't had most of his matches have been must-see matches over the last few years. So I'm, yeah, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe it is the injury. um, And they, he might not be ready for mania. Um, Maybe it's, I I just don't know where he goes uh, at, at this point. And yeah, maybe it will be drew uh, drew McIntyre that, that wins. That would be a good one. Who else is in the, um, the runnings? For, for that. I think, I think you're going to see- LA Knight. uh he lost. Oh uh, no, he won't. He hasn't, he hasn't wrestled yet, but I have a feeling, I have a feeling they're setting up for him not to be in that title picture. I think it's going to be him versus AJ Styles, which would actually be a good match because I'll take that. Me too, because AJ Styles will make LA Knight look pretty good in the match. Um, that honestly wouldn't be a bad match, but I, I got that feeling from the SmackDown last week when he interfered. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, who else? Bobby Lashley.
0: Bobby Lashley, I, I think Bobby Lashley could be a really good matchup for Seth. They well, they've already had some of the United States title that were really good.
1: Yeah, they had some great matches already. I wouldn't mind that at all.
0: Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I think it can shape up and be a really good story. My personal opinion, I think Drew McIntyre is doing some of his best work. So <laughs> yes. I would want to reward that. And maybe they do too, by giving him some sort of title match in front of people. Just the thought. <laughs> you know, know. at of wrestlemania i mean the poor guy was at the performance center wrestling brock lesnar and that was just like womp womp so know. he he deserves something not not that everybody gets what they deserve in this in pro wrestling i i kind of feel like he's really earned it in a way
1: yeah no i i don't disagree um yeah we'll we'll have to see i also think gunther versus Seth would have been a good one too mm-hmm. um, I, mean, I mean I know he's the Intercontinental Champion I just uh, I, I think they've put on a banger
0: yeah maybe SummerSlam who knows there's a lot of time there's a lot yeah, of time he can drop a title to somebody he's fighting he's probably going to fight Jey Uso at Elimination Chamber so I, mean, I don't know if they have Jay walk away with the IC title and then have him and Jimmy fight at Wrestlemania but I mean I probably wouldn't make that move I would just keep it brother versus brother doesn't need a title
1: yeah no you're 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 probably right well you know either way the right. wrestlemania seems like it's um it's it's setting up to be pretty good i do think we need a little bit a little bit more outside of this storyline uh, yeah, obviously sure. you got the judgment day and our truth and some sort of storyline um which has been pretty good
0: our truth's been one of my favorite on-screen characters recently he just shows up everywhere and has no idea where he is and he just has zero <laughs> zero like recognition of, of his surroundings. I saw somebody post online, there was Rock posting that big picture of the bloodline. And at the bottom, it just said, end our truth. And he was just on there on the stage. <laughs> dying. <laughs> He's so good. Uh, but to kind of speak on just, just one last point about the press conference, and I agree with you, we do need more build. I think we're going to get it. The way the, their presentation has shifted, and you can see it, in and even like their backstage segments, the the they always have these shots of when people arrive to the arena now, which is very sports like. Yeah. When when you're watching a pre-show and people are showing up for the game, like what are they wearing? Who are they coming in with? Like there's there's more of that focus, which does make it feel more of like a sport, even though it's sports entertainment. But and and something else that I'm noticing and from the top down is they're calling it pro wrestling again. I don't know if you realize that but if you listened to a lot of that promo that Rock had he talked about wrestling he didn't talk about sports entertainment he talked about wrestling and again it kept getting mentioned even on commentary so I think there's a there's a concerted effort there to I, I don't know if it's a Vince thing because they're trying to move away from uh, him kind of coining that phrase of sports entertainment so maybe going back to pro wrestling is a PR move but regardless of why their motiva- what their motivation is i'm i'm pleased with it i enjoy that
1: yeah no i think that's a good point i didn't notice that i mean i've heard them say it but i didn't i didn't know it was like a conceited, concerted effort to to go that route but i'm i'm fine with it too i mean call it for what it is like you know that's what i mean what, what, what are we doing like there was
0: nothing more pro wrestling than what happened at that press conference that was a pull them apart they got on each other's face they got it was a slap punk wants him to punch rock which was great that like you said that clip of like i wish i could find it but like him just looking across the stage he just turns over and looks at punk being like i would have punched rock in the face does anybody want to see him get punched <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's <was> really great <laughs> but I, I i gotta say man this this version of heel rock and you know how much i love the rock so like some of yeah. this is just me gushing but at the same time this is like a a a new development in that character. It seems like much more deeper. It's not just the Hollywood Rock. I'm bigger than you now. It's like I'm Hollywood Rock and I'm kind of the boss now.
1: Yeah, that's it's what I'm a saying. little it's more bit like of that, corporate like, rock. He's
0: got that. Yeah, it's like a, an amalgam of both. Yeah, it's and it's like the rock. worst characteristics of both that he's going to have. And yeah. he's also just developed as I think. Also, it's like a thinking man's wrestler because he knows that he, you know, he's probably going to be kind of limited in the ring, like as, as in great shape as he is. He is not the wrestler that he no. wants. Along. No, so he, he needs to make up him. for it in his storytelling. Yeah. And I think this is kind of what you're seeing there. And and maybe that's just me being an apologist. I I I've been guilty of that before.
1: No, but- I've I've thought about this too, Mikey. I think um, you know, the rock has been this shining diamond in the people's eyes for 10, 15, 20 years now, and recently um over the last probably six months to a year you haven't gotten that same feeling from him and i don't know what it is i don't know if it was the oprah thing and he had that bad press or or whatever it might be i i Mm -hmm. don't know i'm not saying he's not this big star still but like it was almost like he could do no wrong and Mm -hmm. you're not getting that feeling so you know to go along with his heel turn in wrestling I, I think this is only going to help him because there are people that were already feeling like, all right, I've had enough of the rock. Like, I feel like he's a phony type thing. And now he comes in, he goes heel heel style. And I think what happens after you do that and you do something great, people respect you more. And, and, I think it like resets the button, you know what I'm mm-hmm. trying to say? And, and yeah. I, I think that's great for his not only wrestling character, but I think his career too, because he did it when, when he was, hollywood rock it was the same concept and people were like oh who is this guy he's not a great actor and then he did the whole heel run everyone booed him and they loved it and then yeah. you know when he was able to make that turn again um you know people loved him again and so i
0: think it's great for his career too absolutely it's something that i think he's always been sort of on the pulse on he had been at, early on in his career Definitely. he knew it's not working and they make him a bad guy and then it started working because he got to to sort of like just roll with it and i think that's something that i'm noticing with rock is he's he's notoriously kind of had the ability to just kind of roll with it
1: you look at that
0: he can roll with all right you booing me let's what all right let's roll with that i'll I'll, (laughs) sure i'll give you a reason to boo and then eventually it'll you know the title turn probably within a year they might end up cheering rock again like they might just end up booing roman even though he's supposed to be the good guy again right which will just be a funny turn of events that like once again Roman <laughs> gets put in a position where he's supposed to be cheered and he gets booed. So um, but who knows? Who knows? But I just think it's it's a testament to rock. I hope it works out. Hopefully there's no injuries. I want everybody to be healthy in the next year because I want this to I want this to develop the way that they intend it to.
1: Yeah. I I hope Rock is able to give it the time it needs to. The the one thing I'll say is like again. I hate when people come in and out in and out in mm-hmm. and out to build up and i mean i'm not expecting to be at every show for the next you know three months or right. whatever but i certainly expect them to be there more than not so we can get this build. Mm-hmm. and um and it i think it would add a lot of justice to the the storyline so we'll we'll see um i'm i'm curious to see how it all pans out and and you know uh you know, you're right. The Rock has his finger on the pulse on a lot of stuff. And I honestly feel like that's why he would be a fantastic politician. Like, I don't know that he would even, I I know he talks about it and doesn't want to do it. That's fine. But I think that's what makes him a great politician, Uh, would make him a great politician.
0: Yeah, I know. I agree, man.
1: But Uh, I I, hold on. I got to say this because I meant to say it earlier. Did you, even after the Cody cries baby thing, and even with all the like people who love Cody, me included. Um, Did you think we would hear Rocky sucks that like so quickly? I didn't. I did not think you would hear people chanting Rocky sucks like that. That was crazy. (laughs) Like talk about boom. (laughs) I
0: I think it took a lot of people by surprise, including I think it was (laughs) Seth Rollins. Like I did not expect to hear that in 2024 Rocky sucks, but (laughs) it's a testament to i think the the people who are Cody faithful right the people that just like want to see him in there but i mean i'm a, i, I consider myself
1: done. i consider myself one of those Cody crybabies i was up in arms over this but oh, I, you still, think? I still don't think i would have been there chanting rocky sucks i have enough respect for the rock like i'm like okay well i mean yeah i don't yeah. love this idea but at the same time i still love the rock like i yeah. i i, I would have been upset i wouldn't have been cheering him but I I don't think I would have gone that far.
0: Yeah. You you know, I think people are pretty reactive in today's world and, and especially in wrestling for some reason. And, and I've, I've been guilty of that myself over the years, but I am trying to turn a new leaf in my wrestling fandom and just (laughs) wait it out. Just wait. It's a story. And I, and we texted about this and I said, we have eight weeks. Just relax, just relax see what happens and uh, not a week later you have you already got some development that you're happy with so like what the fuck are we complaining about well listen it's
1: because we you know wrestling fans invest a lot especially nowadays there's so much time you invest into watching this shit and it's like if something doesn't happen the way you want it yeah you're gonna react really really poorly and you know I'm, I'm just so tired of the bait and switch where I've been like, oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be awesome. And then they, they break your goddamn heart, Mikey. And so when, when that happens, I have zero faith. I get all anxious because I'm like, oh, they were doing things great. They were doing things great. If you listen at the, to the evolution of our podcast, we essentially created this podcast because we had so much to vent about when we were – and if you if you go to the beginning, it's us shitting on WWE and loving AEW. We're now what? four years into it and it has completely shifted. And I didn't think that was even going to be possible. In my opinion, I thought we were just going to be talking about how we hated WWE for the rest of our life.
0: Yeah. There's been some interesting developments over that four years, (laughs) but you know, I, it's just, you can't be too reactive with something like this because I think this kind of perpetuates this notion that we're somehow entitled to whatever (laughs) we want in wrestling. And that's just not the way, one, wrestling works. And and overarchingly, uh, it's not the way life works. You're not going to get everything you want.
1: Mm-hmm. But if
0: you try sometimes, you might just find you get what you need. <laughs> <laughs> and we got what we needed last <laughs> Thursday at the press conference. And I think we'll continue to get what we need week to week. It doesn't yeah. mean every move's going to land, but I appreciate the risk that they're taking here. They're, it's a new way that they're trying to tell a story and and I'm there for it. I mean, th- this is what wrestling's all about. You we always complain that it's the same old shit. Well, they're trying new ways to tell stories that even if the story itself might be similar, the way you tell a story can be very different. So, yeah. I'm willing to to just see where it goes. I'm I I don't expect that every note's going to land here, and that's okay.
1: All right. Well, I ap- I appreciate you being the voice of reason uh in here and listening to my bitching and moaning. Mm-hmm. Um, because Rock was right. I laughed really hard when I heard that Cody Crybabies thing because yeah. I'm sitting He's here I'm absolutely like 100 percent me. He's like, Oh, yes, this 30-something year old guy on <laughs> the <internet." laughs> I'm like, oh shit, that's me. God damn it, Rock. <laughs> uh, anyways, um wow. listen. Uh, you know, we, I think we got some exciting stuff here. Um, one thing I do want to want to touch on and we have mentioned it, but, um, our friend Vinny Berry, he's going to be coming on the podcast here soon. Um, if you don't know Vinny Berry, he is, uh, he owns the Wrestleville, uh, website and he's written a few books, Lance by chance, Wrestleville volume one, volume two, We've, we've put out some promos on him before. He's been on the show a couple times. Honestly, great friend of the podcast, uh, really great um, wrestling fan who loves, uh, you know, Deep South wrestling from back in the day. And I've, I know I have personally learned a lot about it just by reading his books. And he just came out with a new book here. I'm going to post it up here. Um, I don't know how to take that banner off. Uh, but it is wrestle, uh, black Bart, um, and, uh, hot off the presses here. We have not yet read it, but we are, uh, in the process of it and we're excited to read it and, um, we will have, um, Vinny on the show soon, but, um, you can pick up your copy. Just go to wrestleville.com. Um, and be sure to check out a copy. I believe they're signed, right? Mikey.
0: They are signed. They are signed. We just got our copies. Uh, I think just in the last week or so.
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, he also runs a podcast himself um, and he gets interviews with a lot of young stars. A lot of them have made it to AEW, WWE. Um, So give him a shot. Check it out. I highly recommend it. If you're a wrestling fan, this is a guy you want to, uh, you got, you want to follow. So.
0: Absolutely. He'll help you keep your finger on the pulse because he, he interviews a lot of up and comers that you now see in AEW and in NXT.
1: Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All right. I just want to make sure I put that out there and we'll hopefully we'll have them scheduled here soon. Um, and have them back
0: on the podcast. Well, this was a jam packed episode. Any final thoughts, Vito? I feel like we, I mean, we talked about everything.
1: We did, you know, I, I, I don't have any final thoughts. I think we covered pretty much everything we needed to, I, I got my venting, uh, you know, and, and you know what, if this was a week ago before this whole thing, it would have been, you know, Anthony just slamming everything WWE. So, um, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad we waited. Um, and I, I feel much more calm. Yeah.
0: Nah, I, so once again, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. We're really thankful for all the support that we get from you. Please like, and subscribe. You can find our YouTube channel. You can find us on the socials down below. You can get on, uh, find everything on our website, strutting uh, real exciting stuff coming your way. So like we said, we got Vinny Berry is going to be coming back onto the pod at some point and uh, talking about his new book. And we can't wait to share more with you guys on the rocky road to WrestleMania that this is. So until next time, keep on strutting, jabronis.